here that we're live on Facebook before we get going. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> Unable to stream your webinar on Facebook. Okay, lovely. Well, I want to welcome all of our uh, attendees right now. Thank you for dealing with us and our tech, my technical difficulties. Um, just doing our best to get over to our Facebook fan page where I promised everybody it would go live. So I just want to take a minute to honor that. So let's try this again. Share on a page. Okay, looks like it's trying to do something. I want to thank you guys for those of you guys who have joined us live here at the Empress Festival. I think this is our sixth Empress Festival that we've done. We've been doing this for the past three years. I have 12 amazing guests, which I'll get to introducing them in just a moment. But I wanted to at least take a moment to introduce myself, what the Empress Festival is, what Holistic Fashionista is, why you're here, what you're going to hopefully get out of this. And hopefully it's going to be um, the best two hours that you've spent on a virtual summit ever, because this is truly about you. This is about you and your spiritual journey. This is about you and your, the awakening process. And, you know, every day I feel like I, I bump into someone. Actually, I, this, this morning I opened up my Facebook and there was another beautiful comment from a man who says that he's going through a spiritual awakening and that he's so grateful for the work that we're doing here at Holistic Fashionista. So I'm starting to see the trend here um, that people are on a spiritual path. And the more that you connect with your own divinity, the more these windows, you know, and I call them keys. You know, if you've ever been on one of my classes, I always say each of us is given a key and we open different doors and we're all opening different doors, right? So one of us might be, have opened the door of mediumship where we're able to communicate with um, deceased loved ones. Another person could be open the key and they have you know, heightened intuition or they're an empath and they're able to help people through the healing process. So as we get these keys, we open doors to new portals within us. And so these 12 women that I have here today have opened their own keys and their own doors. And some of us are carrying around a big ass like janitor's you know, key ring and we have all these keys. So my goal for us today and with Holistic Fashionista Magazine, with the Empress Festivals, is to give you more keys. 
And that takes bravery. That takes courage to eat. You know, you can be given a key and decide not to open the door. And that is truly, I believe, the, the pinnacle of a spiritual awakening is like, I'm going to give you this key, but you're not going to know what's on the other side of that door unless you walk through it. And I'm a firm believer that the difference between walking through life and having it all planned out, like I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get good grades and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to have this job and I'm going to have a family and all that stuff. It's like, it was all planned out. Like that was how it was going to, you know, our path was going to be. But then on the other side of that formula is the unknown. And that's where those keys become so important because so many people are afraid to open the doors because they don't know what's on the other side. But we are here today to share with you that it's the doors to the unknown that will show you the path to your higher calling, to your healing your body, to attracting the love of your life, to all of these amazing processes that it is that it means to be human and alive on this planet today. So I am so honored to have this platform. We're so lucky to have the internet to be able to connect with women and men all over the globe. All of our ladies here today, they're all over the world in different countries. And you're, we're so lucky that we get to have access to this in seconds. Yeah, with a few technical glitches, but really what we're really getting is the, the ancient knowledge and wisdom that we all have stored in our DNA. We just have to access it. So my goal today is that you have your notebook, that you have something to drink, that you take a seat back. You know, if you're catching the replay, pause it. You know, if something really hits home and, you know, somebody says something, you're like, I need to take a moment, pause it. And take your time through this process. I'm going to be asking the, uh, the panelists today who are all part of the Holistic Fashionista Soul family. So if somebody resonates with you or multiple people resonate with you, I want you to check them out in Holistic Fashionista magazine. They've written articles for us. They are a pinnacle to what Holistic Fashionista is today. Now, another way that you can access and um, communicate with them is in the Empress Festival Facebook group. So I will be posting the replay of this festival in the Facebook group, which is called the Empress Festival. And if you wanna connect with them, find their Facebook fan page. They are going to be sharing their, their website links, their Instagrams, which is how I found them all. So by the way, you guys, the reason I've chosen these 12 people is because these are the people that are inspiring me on Instagram. So I solicited all these ladies. I was like, I want you and I want to share you with my, my, my tribe because at the end of the day, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the keys. I have my own keys, but I don't have every key that all these other ladies have have opened in their life, the doors that they have opened. So this is an opportunity for you to find your mentors, get some ancient wisdom under your belt, take notes. You know, I'm going to be, we're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about spiritual processes. We're going to talk about the nitty gritty of like how we get here. Because at the end of the day, if you've ever heard the term, the dark night of the soul, it's when it gets a little scary. And that's what we really want to address today here is that when you're going through this process of opening these portals, these doors within your soul, there's a lot of tears. There's fears that come up. You know, a lot of people's relationships get challenges. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen and it's all part of the divine process. 
So I want to just take a moment to, I'm going to go around our panel, panel uh, circle of panelists, and I'm going to have each of them introduce themselves. So do me a favor as I unmute each one of you guys to make sure to say your full name, what it is that you do, what problem you solve, who you solve it for, and your website address. All right, so let's start with Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Caitlin Paserno. Um, I'm an intuitive healing coach and animal communicator. My passion out of all things is um, to really help people return to self-love, to reclaim that inner power, and to manifest their dreams to a reality with happy pets by their sides, of course. That's where the animal piece comes into play. Um, and I really like to help people that are kind of struggling with changing. They're in kind of a place where they're um, kind of like Angel said, where it's, it's really there's, there's a struggle, you're changing, you're not really sure, um, it's kind of getting a little scary, and that's where I really want to come in and get you back to loving yourself, reclaiming that inner power, and being ready to create that dreams, the dreams you have to your reality, because we all absolutely deserve them. Um, so that is a little bit about me and what I do. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to dive into the animal communication because I feel like I'm seeing more and more of those. Yes. And I'm like a firm believer that if you have a divine calling and you're uh, like, how am I going to make money at that? Yep. I want you to know that Holistic Fashionista, you guys got some interesting job titles and yes. we've been able to find our divine path and our kismic clients. So I'm going to definitely dive into your animal communication story um, in just a moment. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Alona? Hello, lady. You're on the spotlight. <laughs> so I'm Ilona Pamplona, and I'm a self-compassion coach. Um, also, I'm a plant magic educator. Um, a little bit about what I do, I specifically work with women who need to feel their feels. Um, a lot of my clients, they have messy hair, messy closets, but their emotions get pretty messy too. Um, so I kind of work with them to kind of really understand what the mess of their emotions is so that they can, you know, bring compassion back into their lives and get back on track to empowering themselves. Um, some of the tools that I use are, you know, Oracle cards based on the chakra system or even essential oils to kind of tap into um, that limbic system and bring out the emotions that are kind of maybe tangled up in there. I'm like, I think I, I felt a little flustered and cluttered today. I'm already feeling <laughs> I'm going to need your energy. <laughs> I'll, pull, I'll, put a, I'll pull a card for us all at the end. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then what is your, um, your, your URL? What's your website? Um, www.ilonapamplona.com. It's still under works, but it's there. <laughs> okay, perfect. So happy to have you. Thank you so much for being here. All right, uh, we've got Janelle on the spotlight here, and I'm just going to go ahead and spotlight your video, and hi. Hello. So my name is Janelle Shadeen, and I am a spiritual advisor to ambitious women to help them make the right aligned decisions for them, because we all know as an ambitious woman, there's a lot of choices we have to make. So the big thing that comes to me a lot with my clients is how do I make that right choice? And as a heart-centered being, we have to really dig deep because that's how we're wired. So we have to choose from this really deep place, despite what the rest of the world tells us and the conditioning that we've adapted to. We have to go through that. So how do we make the right decision? And that's what I do. I'm creating a body of work that's called feminine decision-making to help us tap into the ways that we work. And I do that through the intuition, obviously, the very big point, but we have to be connected to our body to do that. Our body, our GPS, it's the way it, it talks to us consistently 
on how to do that. And if we don't understand how our nervous system works, then we're, it's harder. So that's basically what I do. And I wrap that in with the menstrual cycle because that's another guide to keep us in our own energy and true to ourselves. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. Awesome. And what is your website address? Uh, JanelleShadeen.me. Awesome. And we will also, also, you guys, I'm just letting everybody know the, the URL, but just they will be connecting with you in the Facebook group as well. So be sure to join the Empress Festival Facebook group. Thank you so much for being here, Janelle. I can't Thank wait you. to learn more about all of your wisdom. All right. We've got Jess Ponzio on the spotlight. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm Jess. Um, I'm mainly a crystal healer. I love my crystals. I work with them. Um, but I like mainly working with women to help them get past all the, the really deep kind of work, you know, those abandonment wounds, those really deep-seated unworthiness wounds, and just tap in there and um, feel those feelings, feel the really dark feelings, touch on the shadow so that they can align with their soul and live their divine purpose. Oh, I and look at those crystals and sing sound healing <laughs> My bowls. baby. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, I love the, I do the sound healing. I love the sound healing. The crystal bowls are just my babies. Where are you located? I'm in Australia. So sorry. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Oh my here. gosh. Thank you so much and for it, being here, you guys. <laughs> and, it, and it's winter. So I've got my hot water bottle. <laughs> and um, yes, we're well, good. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to learning more about how you use all your crystal magic um, to help us you know, with those dark times, because you know what, they, they come in mm. waves, you know, and, and I, I always tell people, especially on my face on my Instagram, like, life is a phase, you know, like everything oh, in our yeah. life is a phase, we could have like a happy phase, like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting married, oh, my gosh, whatever. And then a month later, you're like, wait, like, why does everything suck today? And why did like, yeah. I dropped my lunch? And why did all these things happen? And so it's all part of the process. So I thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to learning more about what you do. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, we've got Kendra on the spotlight with your cute hat. Thank you. <laughs> so I am a spiritual architect and energy healer. I believe that everything that we go through is two parts. So it's mental in terms of uh, evaluating your models of reality to clear trauma and past pain, but then that everything is also energetic. So if we work with those two components, I feel that we can be empowered. And once we find our tools, we can basically be basically unstoppable. So that's basically what I do. Um, I run Peace Power Presence and I have locations in LA. And so I do a lot of sound healing sessions with Reiki. I make custom oils. I use my drums. And usually people come in and they're sort of, you know, not feeling so great. And then by the time they leave, they're like, oh, this is the road to heaven. You know, can you be my personal sound healer? Like, I love it. I feel like I can do anything. It's really, yeah, I think it's, it's really important to use tuning forks and get in there and be really specialized and just clear all of that stuff out. So that's basically me. Wow. And who do you work with? Anyone. I think anyone that is on this planet is going through stuff and going round and round and just needing, you know, energetic cleansing all the time and just looking at the mental piece so that we can really break through those past pains, traumas, or patterns that are holding us back. I love it. I know. I'm starting to see a trend here with the sound healing. <laughs> I know. When I got my first sound healing bowl, I was just like, and my dogs, like my dogs get more peaceful. I'm like raising a puppy and yeah. it's like that sound, even the like, meditation music like there's so much power in the frequency of these tunes. so thank you so much for being here Kendra I can't wait to learn more about you okay we've got uh Krisha 
let's see. I'm going to go ahead and um, unmute you, beautiful girl. Hi, Angel. Thank you so much for having me on this panel. I'm so proud and so honored to be with all of you other women. Hello to all the viewers. Um, what I do is similar to what I'm hearing. Um, I intuitively can help the divine feminine energy. It doesn't matter what your physical body looks like. It's, we both have the masculine and feminine energy present at all times. But I work mostly with the divine feminine energy to create that unity within yourself, um, to really find that self-love that a lot of people talk about, but I think it really eludes a lot of people. And I, how I came on this journey, I didn't plan on ever, I wasn't a tarot reader. I didn't have plans to read tarot. Um, I actually went, was going through my own healing journey uh, once I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And I, it came out of a meditation retreat that I needed to start a blog. But I didn't, I knew it was going to be on self-care, but I had no idea like how to bring that. So at first I was like doing beauty and fashion and just very, um, really wasn't deep. And then I have always been attuned to astrology and energy work and Reiki and, and all of those things, you know, since like I was a teenager, um, and then what happened was I was my, I had a heart chakra activation, which is like a new activation. It was called, it's called like the rainbow wave of light. And it came in and I realized I was on a twin flame journey, which I knew nothing about. And I suddenly learned. And then it was just, it was presented to me that when I use the tarot cards, I don't know how to shuffle, they just fall out. And the cards tell me what is holding you back from becoming in union with yourself. What is holding you back from that self-love? That's so important. So really any twin flame or soulmate or divine partner journey you're on has so nothing to do with another person. Ugh. It has to do with yourself and creating that love and that personal power within yourself. So that is what I do. Wow. I don't know about you guys. Every time I'm listening to you guys talk, it's like you guys are a part of me because I feel like I have that same story. And once I, and actually I only started learning tarot when I turned 40. So about three or four years ago, um, although I've been studying astrology for 30 plus years and there is some overlapping there, but it wasn't until I learned about the twin flame journey, which I want to talk about that when we get into today's discussion, um, that it's, it was the most transformational thing for me that really was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't understand why this person is so significant to me. So we're definitely going to get in there. I want to talk about the rainbow bridge as well. I'm a big fan of the information that goes along with that as well. So thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait uh, to learn more about the twin flame journey and your perspective on it. Awesome. Okay. So we've got a few more <laughs> panelists that just joined us. I'm going to go ahead and um, Mute you, Krisha, and I'm going to unmute you, Gentana Lee Dabs, old school friend and colleague of mine. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here, Angel. This is, this is fun. I'm so excited. I know. Okay. So we're just doing a little introduction, who you are, what problem you solve, who you work with, 
and all that good stuff. Sounds wonderful. Okay, well, I am Gentana Lee Dabbs, and I am the confidence chick at This Chick is on Fire. And so who I work with, I'm, I'm also a hypnotherapist, and I'm certified in confidence coaching and law of attraction coaching. And I specialize in working specifically with your mindset. I work, I, I work on helping you break through some of your old patterns that have kept you stuck, your old habits and patterns using a very holistic way, mind, body, and spirit. I go a lot into how the brain works. So if you're really interested in neuroplasticity, how to change your mindset, I'm definitely your girl for that. I combine that with spirituality. I work with women who are on a path of greatness, but they've been held back and they felt stuck, feeling like basically the same words that they commonly used use is, I'm trapped. I feel like I'm a prisoner. I'm stuck. I can't do it. So working with me, we go through step-by-step step to really change your mindset and change what you attract into your life. So it's a really, really, really cool thing. So we literally change, we literally change what you resonate with. We change your patterns. And then what they find is not only do they start to feel so much better about themselves and so much more confident, but without having to do much, all of a sudden their lives shifts where, the, where they're attracting different kinds of people. Um, old people are leaving their lives who no longer work for them. I, I mean, work with them, whatever, uh, the, the horrible, bad people. And <laughs> the situations in their lives change. And by doing that, mainly what, what a lot of my clients come to is really working their money mojo as well, because we found that there is a complete relationship between how you interact with men and how you feel about men and about yourself and money that comes into your life. So we up your money mojo as well. And what else? Was that the other? Well, I just want to, uh, you know, comment here, you mm -hmm. know, the mind, until we get the mind um, released of those old neural pathways. I mean, for me, I, I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you guys, but I used to just listen to these same song and music over and over again that would re remind me of a time in my life when I was the most sad. I was like addicted to the, this, the neural pathway of going back and revisiting those painful things. It was almost like the pain was comforting because I knew the feeling. So mm. I think, you know, when you talk about law of attraction and you start to close up the grooves, like these old pathways that have been taking us down those same mindset, you know, whether it's in relationships, whether it's with money, um, that's when your life changes. It's really the old pathways that are keeping us in the same vibration. So we're not able to attract different, you know, frequencies. We're not a, we're not a vibrational match to, um, the things that we desire because our mind is still taking us down this, you know, if you think about vibration, mm -hmm. you know, vibration is just, you know, up and down, you know, and feeling sad, there's a, it's a lower vibration, but the frequency, if you can maintain a higher vibration for a period of time, you know, I think that's when they say like, um, 
you know, to change in habit, you need like 21 days. Well, imagine your vibration. If you're still stuck in a vibration that's low for years and years and years, and then you go and you, you decide to take this path, like you join the Empress Festival, you want to change your vibration, and you start to raise your vibration. But if you don't sustain it long enough, then you don't actually create the new neural pathway so that you actually still don't become that vibrational match. So I guess I'm just clarifying that the Empress Festival, in my opinion, is really about raising your vibration. And then the coaches and the healers and the women that are here today are here to help you maintain the frequency long enough so that you can truly change your life. Yep. Exactly. I swear, Angel, you and I could just sit and have this full-on conversation about this. <laughs> I, I do that as well. I listen to music. I, I help. Music was one of the things that actually helped change some of my patterns and my vibration. So in fact, music has been known to reach your mind on a fourth dimensional level. So that's something. You know, Love it. Well, we're going to get all into all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff today, but I'm starting to, again, I'm seeing the trend of sound, you know, is this mm -hmm. frequency, these Hertz, these Solvegio frequencies. So anyway, we'll get on all that. I feel like on some level, we're going to have to do some, um, some um, definitions of words or might be like, I think we all kind of speak this language. So I definitely want to, you know, talk about the divine feminine. What does that mean? What is Selvaggio frequency? All these things, because I know that some of our listeners are on the path, but you know, we have to, we have to speak a language that they can actually use the tools that we're going to be sharing today. So thank you so much for being here, Gentana. All right. So I, is it Rachel or Rochelle Brinkerhoff? It's Rochelle. Rochelle, awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Chica. Let's, uh, get, to know you. Let's get to know you. Where, are you. where are you in the world? So I'm currently in Colorado, but I'm based out of Hawaii. Awesome. And what is it that you do? What problem you solve? And who do you solve it for? So I work with essential oils specifically, and I teach workshops all over the world on what essential oils are, how to use them. Um, I work with all kinds of people, and it's really about you know, my, my passion is, is about um, connecting people with this resource, with this tool to help them heal from a variety of different things. Everything from mind, body, spirit, you know, physical ailments, emotional ailments, um, mental health and well-being. And so, um, you know, th these are ancient tools that have been around for, for thousands of years and used throughout um, history. And uh, it's really just about connecting people back to this resource that we've kind of forgotten about due to modern medicine. And modern medicine is important. It's, it's amazing. And it's one of the reasons why we, we're living longer but I don't think that it's something that we should be relying on for everything at all times. And so to have something that's natural, um, that is effective and safe and really uh, works with our body in, in uh, the right way, uh, I think is a really important tool for, for people to have. So yeah. that's what I do. Awesome. Well, I cannot tell you how much of a lifesaver essential oils has been. I'm not as educated as the, you know, essential oil facilitators and, you know, people uh, that are out there, you know, really using essential oils for healing remedies, but there has been just Googling things. Like I had like these swollen lymph, lymph nodes and I was like, cause I had kind of like a sore throat. And then it was like, Oh, like mix a uh, carrier oil with peppermint and like, it'll go away. And like, I was using a high quality essential oil and it really did work. And I was like, wow, there was no lozenge. There was no like, you know, um, 
cough syrup or anything that was going to do the amount of um, healing that that did in the time that it did. So there is some real miracle uh, remedies going around with all of these essential oils. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about, um, you know, how we can use essential oils to raise our vibration, heal our bodies and live our best lives. Agreed. Well, they are some of the highest frequency tools on the planet. And so anytime that we're in a low state of vibration, we can use these high frequency tools to actually raise our own frequency. And uh, I love that there's an overall theme that seems to be running through the panelists that are with us today that are using essential oils and just like makes me so happy because I really mm -hmm. think that everybody on this planet should be using essential oils. And as you were saying earlier about using a high quality oil, that's really important. And that's one of the things that we can talk about later, but uh, just making sure that you're using something that is pure and has high potency so that you can receive the most benefits from it. But you know, we are animals and essential oils come from plants. And so they work very synergistically with our body's chemistry to help our bodies heal themselves. So beautiful. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know all of your guys's, you know, spiritual journey. Cause I could probably guess at some point there was either some kind of loss or some kind of health issue that brought us <laughs> to this path. Cause I know I was that person, um, health issues, um, as much as they sucked and I lived with them for 23 years. Um, I don't think that would have been on the path that I'm on right now without that health problem. So I'm just going to address that for any of you guys who are listening, who are audience members, um, who are going through a health crisis, a lot of times that means that you're going through an ascension. Um, if you had one of those like mystery ailments where it's like, what is going on? No doctor can, you know, diagnose me. Um, a lot of times it's, you know, it's bringing you to this path and it's introducing you to these people who are now going to show you these new keys to these new doors and these new remedies and healing practices to help you um, get to the root, which I think is the whole point of everything, um, getting to the root of your problem. So awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Rochelle. Thanks for having me. Okay, let me make sure I got, I know I just had another one, but I think her video got, oh, I got some Tori up in the house. Hi, Hi Chica. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here. So I am Tori Smith, aka The Empathic Gangster, and I am the founder of The Empathic Gangster Lifestyle Brand. So I really work with anyone from a raw empath to a high priestess and anywhere in between. Um, I've been on this spiritual journey since I was 12. It was super intense. And the only thing that really struck my core was my mom's tough love. And I feel like I've really integrated that into my own business. I'm extremely raw. I don't, let you, I don't sugarcoat anything. And I really think that that's how, how I get the best results. Um, but I really do focus on five core things, which is really understanding your empathic gift because self-awareness is everything. Um, transforming empath pains into power. I really am extremely passionate on making sure that you are not using this gift or it, it never leaves you standing in a state of victimhood because I feel like a lot of times people will tell you what an empath is, but then they just tell you what it is. They don't tell you how to utilize it. And it's like, okay, so you're telling me I'm all these things and I'm just supposed to be affected by them. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something is really teaching you how to use that gift uh, as a powerful tool, as your superpower. Um, I also focus on shifting from 3D to 5D consciousness and really being able to step outside the box and this matrix and what we've been 
told is reality. Um, I'm really passionate about being completely transparent with my Ascension journey because it's been insane. And I feel like if I can be as straightforward as possible, it actually allows people to accept the magic that they're experiencing. A lot of people don't, they think that they're crazy until they hear someone else tell a story that they like they're so passionately believe and then they start to actually embrace their own magic. So I think it's really important that I don't hold anything back and um, most people's jaws are on the floor by the end of the time I like <laughs> stop speaking, but that's okay. Cause I mean, I don't know how to hold anything back anyway. Um, but the whole goal is to intentionally build a lifestyle that supports your empathic gifts all the way around. So that's really what I'm passionate about right now is getting all of the moving elements together to really build that lifestyle that supports your gift. Um, and then I have a really fun special project I have on the side that has been inspired by my move to Vegas. So I am uh, going to be putting together an interactive design studio that'll be a whole enlightenment experience. So I'm super stoked about that. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Hey. I want to say, because I mean, I know we're going to get into all this stuff anyway, but you know, it's really been, um, Instagram has been a very powerful platform for me, which is where I found all you beautiful ladies. Um, and, and it's been an outlet for me to be like my authentic true self and like zero fucks given about anything. And I feel like, you know, I know we have a connection in this way is just, I think we're all attracted to each other for the realness. Um, and you know, not everybody's ready not everybody has that key to that door, you know, they're not just quite ready to open the key and be like, how is she letting it all hang out? Like, or that's not professional or whatever the labels, those, those stigmatisms through those 3d programs that we are all, um, it's impossible not to have been programmed. You know, we're walking sure. around with billboards everywhere. And like, it's impossible not to have some of those, um, restrictions that are inside. Like, no, this is how, we have to do everything, you know, I have to spell check everything and I can't cuss and I can't do all these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, one of the things I teach in a lot of my astrology classes and my mastermind is that we've just entered into the age of Aquarius um, mm -hmm. in 2012. And we're going to be here for over 2100 years. And if you know anything about astrology at all, one thing you can know about uh, Aquarius is they are the misfits. They are the visionaries. They are the ones that are going to speak their truth. And so I always say, you know, the, to the people that are, you know, learning about holistic fashionista and what we're all about, this is about the weirder, the better, like do it in your own way, be okay with walking your own path. And if you're still a little bit resistant to walking that path, you've got 12 beautiful ladies to help you open different keys to the different doors so that you can feel more comfortable taking steps into the unknown. So I want to say, I just so appreciate you, Tori. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I just, I mean, I'm extremely rebellious and anytime someone put, puts me in a box, I want to kick the damn box. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I see um, Rachel here. I want to have you introduce yourself, Chica. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. I love listening to everybody and it's just a lot of, um, synchronicity with everybody, which is really neat. And uh, so, yeah, so I am, my name is Rachelle Embry. I am an intuitive spiritual mentor and guide. And um, for people that I'm also a holistic animal communicator and I combine all of energy clearing with my animal communication um, on that, in that aspect. So I kind of work 50, 50, I work 50% with people, 50% with the animals. And uh, 
most of the people um, that I work with, I'm working with their animals, their animals kind of brought them to me and it evolved into the spiritual guidance and mentoring. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so with uh, people and the um, spiritual guide, it's kind of like a, such a broad spectrum because I um, work with my intuition and connect with their higher guidance, my higher guidance, spirit guides, you know, any ascended beings that want to come through and I can channel messages and also see what in their sort of light body needs to be cleared from the past, um, you know, their past lives, past life in this lifetime, and even parallel realities. Um, so it's really interesting. And I combine this with astrology um, to work and see, bring it into, I use astrology very intuitively with all of these other tools. So um and it's kind of morphed into really working with people who have really suppressed their, um, their inner gifts and talents um, most of their lives. So there's no age limit. I've worked with anybody from 20 to 75. And it's really about reconnecting with their spiritual aspects and reconnecting with their sense of self that they've lost through this lifetime. And most of them have really kind of hit that bottom point of I'm so lost and they're navigating their spiritual ascension. So I just feel like there's no limit age where that can happen for anybody. And there's also different levels of that um, with everybody's journey. So So where are you based out of? I am in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, actually, (laughs) but I work with people all over the world. So, um, and animals and uh, with the animals, it's anything from, um, so I compete with my these are some of my oh ribbons okay yeah (laughs) so I work with a lot of competitive animals too horses and and dogs and then um work with a lot of energy clearing with animals that are really sick and suppressed and I do weekly sessions with that it's just fantastic I love it some of the dogs that you see on tv they're actually my clients (laughs) that's so cool yeah yeah. oh my gosh I can't so I uh, I have two dogs um I have a puppy his name is phoenix and he's named after a dream that I had about this concept of the phoenix rising which was newer to my you know spiritual journey um this is many years ago I had that dream and it was so powerful so when I uh, was gifted this dog, I was like, I'm going to name him Phoenix because I know he's here to help me on my spiritual journey. And um, this puppy really tested my patience. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know that I see the world through a new lens uh, that I, that I, I don't think I see the world through a new lens anymore um, because this dog has taught me so much about myself. And I think it goes back to, I think it was Janelle talking about twin flames Sorry if I'm getting it jumbled up here, but um, animals have just been such a prize for for the spiritual process. So I feel like I have to just mention that if you're listening to this, um, you know, this festival, um, get yourself a freaking dog, you know, it's <laughs> or like, cat, or you know, yeah, it's like, cats are really spiritually connected. So yeah, you know, sometimes people don't always drive with the dog. That you know, but or they can't are, have dogs in their their places or something like that. But those yeah. animals, you know, I feel like that. Uh, you know, my dogs have absorbed so much of you know, any negativity that I might be having that day, they're really helping to like release things. So I'm really curious to learn more about what, more about what you do and how you help them and even how you got to be an animal communicator. Cause I know yeah. there's people that are on this call looking for the that next path for them. They might love animals. They might be highly intuitive, things like that. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I know we've got Julia and I'm just looking for you and I'm 
Let me see if I can find you, Julia. You were here and then you were gone. Okay, allow to talk. I'm, I'm, just get, I'm trying to give you, promote to man, panelists, but let's see if I can get the, the audio working for you, Julia. Are you here? Yes, I'm here. Okay, good. Let me, do you want me to see if I can get you on video? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me see if I promote you to panelists, if we can get this to work this time, because I know we were having some audio problems. Oh, there you are, girl. Okay, good. Awesome. So thank you so much for being here, Julia. Please take a moment to introduce yourself. Hello. Well, my name is Julia, and it is such an honor and a pleasure to be here and to talk and see all of you beautiful women out there. I am here in Los Angeles, California. I am a Reiki master, intuitive healer, and a spiritual advisor. Um, I started out with makeup uh, for television and film, and then literally dashed on over to my uh, spiritual lifestyle now, which has always been embedded in me since I was a little girl from my grandmother. And I have lately been helping and assisting people on their own journeys and healings with broken hearts, divorces, childhood traumas from all ages, men, women. And it's been an amazing, amazing, amazing journey. So do you work with people one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, I do a lot of one-on-ones. Um, I haven't even, I haven't decided to do any groups yet because it's, I've only been doing it for like about two to three years. So I've been working with a lot of people on one-on-ones and it's been basically from a situation that I had from my healing, the same situation has been bringing, well, not situation, but the universe has been bringing a lot of people to me so that I can assist them on their journey. It's yeah. been, it's, yeah, I, it's weird, I, but it's so cool at the same time because it's like, wow, I've helped myself heal. So now that I know how to take those steps, it's allowing me to help heal other people. Yeah. I have this saying, I did a post on it like maybe a year ago. I'm, I, I'm also divorced. And um, I always say, you know, divorce is a rite of passage, just as getting married is getting divorced is a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. It takes you down nooks and crannies, little hidden shadows of just like parts that you didn't look like. I chose this partner. Like, yeah. this, you know, the, I take full responsibility to this. And, you know, what did I learn from that? And I got to mm -hmm. say, it was getting divorced that really turned up the dial. I felt like I was given like five keys and I'm like, open, <laughs> open. Oh, and it was like so fast. I felt like it wasn't some long drawn out process. Like the first, this first key I opened, it, I was like, okay, bring it on. Wow. It was like, a, you know, and I wasn't anticipating it being like that. But then, like you said, then people start coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, you start attracting completely different people. Oh I mean, God. I ended up shedding like 90% of the friends that I had at that time. Um, got new friends, got totally different kind of clientele. Yeah. I mean, it was a gift. It, it was a rite of passage. And it was a time in my life that, you know, brought me to where I am today. So I'm grateful for it all. Um, but so I'm, I'm just reiterating this for anybody who's listening to this, who's questioning their relationship, um, feeling that, you know, I made these vows and I can't yeah. get out. Um, if, you know, it's, you know, I'm not going to say that people should get divorced or should not get divorced. It's a, obviously a personal journey, but um, your intuition, it knows things. It's sitting there. It says it all the time. And um, I hope that today um, with the next hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes that we have together for our listeners, that we all start to give that 
little angel or devil or whatever you want to call it on your shoulder, give it a voice. Mm -hmm. um, ask it what it needs. Um, you know, what, what does she want to show you? I know, um, I think it was Alona who does Oracle. Um, right before I did this, you know, festival with you guys, I always pull cards every morning. Um, mm -hmm. I, I connect with my, my guides. Um, and it has made all the difference to get those, that, those little pieces of wisdom that give the voice to the things that I'm, I'm, I might be trying to, um, Put shadows on so thank you so much for being here Julia I'm so yeah. thrilled awesome okay so I think I gave everybody the spotlight if I didn't please raise your hand um, but we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna get right into this um, we've talked about already so many like little things I want to go deeper with each and every one of you um, I want to start with um, I want to start with the language because I think this is something I didn't address in the last Empress Festival, but you guys and I are all speaking the same language. We're talking about empaths. We're talking about divine feminine. We're talking about twin flames. Um, and to the, to the outside world, they're like, those ladies are off their rockers, you know? And it's like, I, I, I know we are all like, fine with being off our rockers, but you know, as we go deeper into the spiritual journey, we accumulate new language. Um, and I think that's where people are like, they're quacks or, you know, they, they want to put us in the box, you know, like Tori said, they just kick the box over. Um, but once you open the door to the spiritual process, um, the language to me really facilitates the next step. Like if I'm able to be like, oh, like when I heard about the divine feminine, it was probably like six or seven years ago and I didn't resonate. I was just like, okay, that's, I don't know. Cause I was very much in my masculine um, prior to getting divorced. So, you know, I just never, you know, gave it the time of day to learn what that was. Um, I didn't understand that being around certain people's energies, like my ex-husband, that like, would make my give, my, give myself heart palpitations because I know now that I'm an empath. So I wanna just, um, I know we have so much to cover today, um, but let's start with the language that you use in your work. And let's like give a quick little definition about what that is, because I think that's gonna help shape some of the other questions that we have um, I think that I just I didn't do that last time. And I think we need to do that. So I see Alona, let's, I'm going to unmute you. Give okay, us so. a piece of terminology that yeah. is going to help our audience to understand this crazy world that we all live in. <laughs> well, I love, so I'm a linguist. I speak five languages. Oh. And so I love that you even said that because I specifically chose to be a self-compassion coach because of the wording. So compassion comes from Latin, which means to suffer to suffer with. And so a lot of us hold space for our friends and for other people. We're constantly helping other people, but self-compassion means like giving yourself the space, holding that space for yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't do that. And so that's why I love that language piece because in, in the self-compassion coach that I work with, like I specifically hold the space so that the client can suffer with themselves to feel their feels and work through their experience so that they can empower themselves. So like it was, I'm, I'm loving like the intentionality of words because people don't even pay attention to, you know, the words that we're using sometimes. Like, like you said, sometimes you'll feel very uh, connected to just hearing the words and feeling it in your body. Um, but for me as a linguist, as someone who knows how translating a word could really mean one thing or another, you know, using that and, and knowing what that means. Cause people think self-compassion is like self-love, but it's actually to suffer with yourself, to be okay with like, I'm not feeling great and I need to understand how to work through this. 
Wow. I have this word tattooed on me. Um, let me see if I can show you guys. Dukkha. So it, it's not even a translatable word to English, but it means to suffer, but not in like, oh my God, I'm being tortured. Uh, but that life comes with this series of ah. suffering. And so I feel like right along with what you're saying, to be compassionate with yourself, you know, like, uh, you know, if you're feeling upset, um, I feel like the 3D programming is, is telling us like we're not supposed to feel, like we're supposed to not give a shit. Like I just don't care. I'll just ghost that person. I'll just delete them from my life. I just, they don't exist or whatever. And you know, when you're compassionate with yourself, and I think it's really important to have that support system who's also compassionate with you because you know, it's suffering with yourself. But then when you find these these kismet clients, as I like to talk, that's one of my words, um, these people that just like get you, like you're on this frequency. And I think um, we've already touched upon with Gentana about the frequency of you um, opening a door and now you're going to attract different people too. So, and I think it's really important for us to find the people who are compassionate with mm -hmm. your situation, um, not judgmental. So many of my old friends wanted to, you know, be like, you're getting divorced. Like they were like mad at me. And I'm like, but this is my life. Like, how can you be mad? Like, so I just feel like you're going to open these doors to finding new uh, mentors and friends and soul family. Um, so anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So let's go ahead and let's dive into some more language here. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, Alona. I really appreciate that. Um, Okay, so I want to talk to Tori because empaths is a whole big um, topic here. And I yeah. think that I believe that the more spiritually aware and self-aware you become, I feel like you're opening the portals to being an empath. So I'd love to hear your, take, your take on what an empath is. Yeah. Um, what does it mean exactly? Oh, this is the whole, yay. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like it transitions as to what it means because in the beginning, it's more about the sensitivity and the discovering of life and what you're relating to. And then it, as you go through these different phases of the journey, the first, like the definition kind of changes because you're relating to it differently and you're growing with it. And because at this point, I feel like, the empath part of me is the part that like is the almost like the receptor or the receiver of the information. Like that's what's giving me the sensitivity and the really in tuned intuition and how to like almost receive the information, but not necessarily what I do with it because it's the self-awareness that determines what I do with it. Mm. That makes sense. So it's, it's really interesting because I feel like it's why it's so important that we understand our empathic gift and what it means and what we're experiencing, what the things that we're experiencing are actually a part of the gift. Because a lot of time, like when you're in that raw empath stage, you're just experiencing all these things and you are in like this state of victimhood because you're like, what is happening to me? And you don't, if you don't realize that it's a part of your gift, then you, that lack of perspective is missing. And that lack of perspective is what gives you the confidence to own it. So if you're not able to own it, then you're just like in this state of like, like, you know, you're just being, re you're reacting instead of responding. 
which is where that huge transition comes from. Like once you, that's where you know you have that self-awareness instead of react, when you start responding versus react. So it's definitely an entire, like it runs the gamut, I guess. Um, it kind of just depends on where you're at in that stage. Cause I, the, my, my issue is, is that my ascension from raw empath to like high priestess was like six months. And most people, it's like, it's a very, very long time. And so I didn't even know what an impact, I went from not knowing what an impact was to discovering that I was one and then discovering like my high priestess at like, like less than six months later. And that's a very, very like, I literally sat there and processed everything for six months. Like I did not do anything. I didn't interact with anyone, but under understanding who I was and what was happening. Like I was in my head that whole time. You know, it's interesting because now you're, you're touching on something where it's like understanding what energy is yours and yes. what energy is somebody else's. Yes. That's when I learned I was an introvert because I would be around people and I would just be like, well, I was, a, I was a bartender for 10 years and I like, I literally worked and slept and I thought I was sick. I thought there was something wrong with me. And it's because I didn't know that I was giving them all of my energy. I had no idea that I was like draining this energy, but it really came like, it became super, super clear when my husband, who is my twin flame, has, was going through a lot of things and I would be at home and I would feel a certain way. And then he'd walk into the room and I was like, what is, I felt like in control of my emotions and in control of what I was feeling when I was totally fine the whole time the whole day. And then he'd walk out and it was like, I got myself back. And I was like, that was where it became very distinctive that this energy, like I, I need to learn how to protect this so I can be helpful because it wasn't helpful to either one of us with me, with me not being able to at least control and stand there and be able to be supportive and to respond versus react. Yeah. And I would that assume that our whole relationship. Yeah, I would assume a lot of people who are listening to this right now, they're like, oh, so when I go to that party or I go to the airport and I start to feel a little crazy, oh, it's maybe yeah. it's not me. It's not my energy. It's I'm just catching all the feels. But it's yeah. also an important like time to really realize what is triggering you. I feel like that like being able to be observant is the most like instead of being like, okay, I'm feeling all of these things. What is it teaching me? What is the message? What is being triggered that I can like pull some type of lesson out of? And then have a tool to, mm -hmm. to get you to that next yes. part of the situation. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was yeah. super helpful. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to switch to Caitlin because she, I know you, you said you work with like clutter and things like that, right? Clutter. So like Getting like people. Closet. Was it? Wait, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no! I think that was. Um, oh wait, hang on. Somebody else was talking about clutter. Oh, it was Alona. Oh, it was Alona. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just talk to. Okay, so I know that you know you're an animal communicator. Yep. And um, animals have energy. So oh, yeah. let's talk about the terminology of an animal communicator. Like, what is an animal communicator? Yeah. Um, can anybody commute? I would like to have a little conversation with my dog about how come he's still chewing. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So I love this because a lot of people are really unclear about like what animal communication is, how it works. Exactly. Like you said, can I communicate? 100% everyone is always communicating with their animals. They are just like us. They are 
the communication is always a two-way street. So I always like to talk about how the four ways that animals do communicate with us. Um, so the first one is that they can show us something. Um, the next one is that you can hear something. The next one that I find the most common when I work with a lot of people and their animals is um, that they can help us feel something. And the last one is they can show us a metaphor. So if like they're having like a hard time getting over something or if their owner is having a hard time getting over something and they've taken that on because there's not energetic boundaries there, which is also what I help a lot with, um, they might show us a mountain, like getting over that mountain. So they're always communicating with us um, and yes, even if you don't think you are an animal communicator, you are, <laughs> you're already doing it. Um, and I think that, you know, why I melded the two, and I'm sure um, Rachel probably um, kind of melded the two as well with this, is because people don't think about how great of a teacher their animal is. And they don't often look at the fact that, um, maybe when your dog is chewing something that it's a reflection of something going on internally with you and they're showing you something that you're not want, wanting to necessarily look at and dive into so when we kind of peel that apart and see like what energy belongs to the animal what energy belongs to the human it is a lot easier to figure out exactly what's going on with you that you're not wanting to look at what they keep communicating to you and then how to clear that out as well um, and set up those boundaries because our animals are always in the present moment. They're always resonating at super high frequency. Um, that's why they're so easy to communicate with us um, and really easy, easily to tap into communicating with them as well um, because they're here to serve us. They're 100% come in and all they want to do is serve. So when you, and I, I love saying this because it, it really makes people think about um, your animal to you they're part of your world. To your animal, you're their entire world. So when you start to think about that and think about, wow, okay, I'm coming home from work and I'm bringing all this energy that's not mine to own, like Tori really talked about, um, you're really seeing a lot of what they're taking on as well. And, and my journey of how I, you know, kind of got into animal communication um, was a lot of the similar things. Mine actually was horses. Um, I have a lot of competitive horse uh, clients as well. And that's where I started. I was um, competing with a horse and found that bond. And, um, and then actually also a little bit of the untraditional or more traditional side, I guess. Um, my background is in mental health counseling. That's my degree. And um, I worked with a lot of um, sex abuse and um, I worked with a lot of kind of victims and perpetrators. And I also worked in um, with felons and uh, men and women in corrections that had been on death row um, with addiction counseling. So seeing the bond between people being able to connect on an animal level and also bringing in past stories of animals was a really easy way to break people down to understanding a lot of what had happened and why they resonated at the frequency they did. So kind of that's why I meld the two because it's not, it's never separate. And uh, Rochelle commented on, um, she had a lot of her animals, uh, clients bring her people. That was the exact same. I never have people that I work with that have animals, but their animals are not like popping in, showing me something or telling me something or having me feel something. So. That's kind of animal communication in a big nutshell. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you just give me a green light of, you know, my dog is yeah. a little wacky wild because I'm moving too fast, you know? There you go. Like, I'm just going to keep being wild until you calm down too. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> I get it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. That was really helpful. Awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm going to get into the spiritual journeys. I know there will be other terminologies that we're going to touch upon um, but let those come up. We'll let those come up organically. Um, so let's talk about spiritual awakenings. Um, 
I want to go ahead and call on, um, let's call on, uh, let's see here, Julia. Hi. What began your spiritual journey? My spiritual journey happened, um, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, and I had visited New York and fell in love with it and went back to Chicago and couldn't get New York out of my mind, but I had to deal with my own garbage in Chicago. Like just, I had so much blockages and just past stuff that was just constantly piling and piling and piling on top of each other. So like, I want to say back in 2000, I went to visit a Reiki master and he literally sat me down and he gave me Reiki and tea and every hand position that he you know, touched on my body, I just started crying even more and even more and even more. And the more that I cried, the better I felt. But I didn't know what I was crying for. So I continued to talk to him and just um, opened up more and just started to find out that it was all about past trauma that I was actually holding within me and just covering up with just smiles with everyone else. It's like I'm smiling, but yet I'm hurting in the inside. So I started working on that and um, started eating better. I gave up meat. And the more that I started eating better and working on and healing myself, I started to notice that my life started changing. So I wanted more. It was like, okay, I started doing research on other things. And I started, you know, talking to my grandmother who had passed away and just connecting. And one thing led to another. It was just like the universe was just sending me everything I needed. And I one day just jumped up and said, you know what? I'm going to take that trip to New York. And I literally did it on my 27th birthday. And that's been like 15 years ago. <laughs> but I did it. And one thing just led to another. And I just saw a whole new awakening in me and the type of person that I've always wanted to become and just getting rid of all of that blockages and facing people that I needed to face to heal then started leading me on to, you know what, I think I want to help other people. Now, during this time, I was working in television and film, which was amazing and which was fun. But my passion was just helping people and assisting them on their healing journeys. Like I always tell my clients, I am an, you know, a healer, but it's not my job to heal you. It's my job to teach you and to assist you on your healing journey so that when you are healed, you're able to pass that along. It's like just keeping it going. Mm. And that's exactly how it all started for me. And it just felt good to just help someone. Even, you know, sometimes some people can't pay for their service and I feel like that's fine. I just want to help you. I just want to make sure that you have the steps that are needed to get started so that you can just customize your own way of healing and to keep it going and flowing. And so now it's like, that's all I want to do because I get more excitement in within myself and just helping other people and yeah. trying to be there for them and still putting up that block so that I'm not receiving, you know, that energy yeah. <laughs> at the same you know, time. There's a, a TED talk that I, I watched, um, and it was basically, it was about weight loss or something. And they had done this like clinical trial of like 5,000 people who um, all wanted to lose weight. And um, they, 
uh, we check back with them three years later to see of the 5,000 people who actually was able to keep off the weight and how they did it. Yeah. So 4,400 people were not able to keep their weight off and 600 of them were. So they went and they found out, well, what was it that made you guys be able to keep the weight off? And they said, I didn't follow anybody else's plan. I customized my own like way of, of working out, like whether mm -hmm. it was at home or the way I was eating or whatever. And they all just kind of made it their own. So I, you, when you were speaking, it was just reminding me that, you know, there's going to be all of these mentors and all of these support systems yeah. and all these things. And it's going to be up to the person to customize that, you know, that, that information, those mm -hmm. techniques and use them in your own way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times when people think about meditation, even they're just like, I'm not going to sit there in like Indian pose <laughs> with my bed. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. And I'm like, you don't have to do it that way. Like do, make it your own. And so, and it sounds like that's the most successful rate anyway, you know, of mm -hmm. only 600 people of 500 people were able to keep the weight off because of you know making it their own so thank you for sharing that I'm actually going to go ahead and call on Kendra because I see that your hand is up oh I was going to ask Tori a question I was really curious about um the tools that you give people like empathic people to empower them obviously like as a healer it's really great when you're in a session and you can feel everything but what if you just like run into Target want to buy a pizza and you don't want to know everyone's like life story and so what <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you're just trying to buy your food and you're like, oh, this is what's happening with this person. Okay, sacred space, just get your pizza, get out. You know, what are the tools that you give people to empower them out in public? Because we all have to go out in 3D, right? We can't just sit Indian style like angels For say. sure. <laughs> I think it also, something that's really important is your body language invites people in to have a conversation or not. So I've, I mean, I've, I, when I lived in Vail, Colorado, you take a lot of public transportation and the way you present yourself to the world, I, I would do little like mini experiments, like as the way if, if I wore sunglasses or if, I, you know what I mean? Like your body language, really being conscious of it really invites people to come and talk to you or not. So you really get to decide whether or not you're up for it or not. And I feel like once you start to really have that like true self-awareness, you know how to kind of like bring yourself up or, or kind of close yourself off and you just represent that, Hey, I'm in my personal space and people kind of get it. Like when you're in, so when you have so much control over your own energy, you know how to project the energy of like, Hey, I'm in this personal space right now. I love that. I, so basically you're setting the intention and then yeah. that's the world like no or yes, which yeah. Yeah. And, and I would do like little experiments of like, and people would talk to me or they wouldn't, they would just leave me alone. And it wasn't like I had to like have this resting bitch face. It was just a very body language of like, I'm in my own space and let, you know what I mean? And it was really interesting to see it actually play out the way that I intended it to go. Thank you. I want to call on Rochelle because she's the essential oil master. And I can't tell you how many times I have used this, like just sniffing it from the bottle, like to calm my nerves down. So let's talk about how essential oils can help us, you know, create that sacred space to block off some of the, the energies that are flowing around us so that, cause I know a lot of people suffer from anxiety. I know that was one of my symptoms, you know, when I was going through this process. So you got the stage here. Cool. So one of the essential oils that is all about boundaries is the essential oil called tea tree oil or melaleuca, as it's also known. And so you can actually wear that and use that to help you create that, that, 
that boundary, that space that you need that's, that's your own. Um, and then of course, like you were saying, uh, you know, with anxiety, that's, I think that's something that we all can feel from time to time, especially as empaths. And so using essential oils that can really help you ground in, it's amazing how quickly they impact the limbic system and the limbic system controls like, you know, every, uh, uh, part of the body and, and how it responds. And so uh, we can use different specific essential oils for specific needs and outcomes that we're looking to create. Um, one of my favorite essential oils is a grounding blend. It's called um, Balance. And the essential oils in that are, are a lot of tree oils. And so they really help to root you down on, on earth, <laughs> which is really important. And it's a great oil to use if you're, you've got a big event coming up or you know if you're just going out into the world and that right there makes you feel nervous um, and so one of the best ways to use it is to put a couple drops just on the bottoms of your feet mm. because you have the largest pores on the body and the skin isn't sensitive it's not as sensitive to as the, the skin on the rest of the body and so uh, the pores really absorb the essential oils very quickly and the essential oils because they're so intelligent they'll travel to the different systems in the body and address what is needed and so that's a really great place to use essential oils and then also like um, pressure points, you know, inside the elbows, behind the knees, behind the ears, uh, your decollete, that's a really great place to, to apply your oils. Oh, thank you. You know, one of the other tools, and I want just to um, elaborate on this, has been crystal healing. You know, using essential oils and crystals has really helped me. Um, just, I, I, I'm just a very multitasking kind of person by nature. So I've like, I have a workaholism, like recovering from that, like energy about me. I'm a triple earth sign. I've just, you know, it's just overachiever, perfectionist, too much Virgo in my chart, whatever. Um, so crystals has been also something like just holding them in my hands, um, putting them on, under my pillow. You know, I try to put them like sprinkle them out. I have little altars all over my place. So I want to just talk to you, Jess, because you are a crystal lady. And I want to just talk to you about, you know, the energies of them, like what drew you them, to, drew them to you and how can we use them in our life to facilitate us on the spiritual path? Oh, thank you, Angie. Look, crystals are the most amazing tool to use because they're so adaptable and you can use them in every area. Um, I first got my calling for crystals when I was a really sick teenager. My mum bought me my first rose quartz. And lots of self-worth issues, lots of, um, you know, no self-esteem, no confidence, all of that. And, yeah, my love for them just grew and grew and grew. And then I finally did my diplomas uh, when I was pregnant. Um with my fifth child <laughs> and um, yeah, look, there are so many different ones for so many different things and their vibrations can take you from, you know, that real heightened anxiety that can bring you down. Same as the oils, you know, I love using oils as well. The crystals, they can take you from that really heightened place and just calm your energy, calm the nervous system. Um, they're amazing. Love it. So, so you talked about um, rose quartz. What other mm. crystals would you recommend that we have in our arsenal? <laughs> oh my gosh, um, kyanite for me is what just is it? Amazing kyanite. Kyanite. How do you spell that? K y a n i t e. Okay. Kyanite. Okay. Kyanite is one of the most amazing crystals. It doesn't absorb any negative energy, so it doesn't hold it. Sorry. 
so you never ever have to cleanse them and they have the ability to absorb all the negative energy from your aura and your energy system they are phenomenal such such an amazing um crystal so good so that's amazing. that's definitely yeah yeah the the for sure one of my favorites clear quartz you know the ultimate healer the ultimate um in all rounder stone they are phenomenal you hold they them over about i'm sorry keep going i had another question yeah. for you about them no no you're right. no i was just saying that the the clear quartz are amazing to hold over like any chakras just to clear the channels up and make sure that you know they're not blocked they're open and everything's working working as it should be let's define chakras so tell us how <laughs> crystals can help chakras because you talked about cleansing them which is another question about like how do we mm -hmm. charge and cleanse so two questions for you let's talk about chakras and how the crystals can help open those chakras and what actually is the chakra system well the chakras are the energy systems that we've got you know the main seven the crown the third eye the throat the heart the solar plexus the sacral and the base there's different crystals that align with, with, with the different chakras and, you know, they're all, all amazing, amazing crystals. The clear quartz is a good one because it can open up all of the chakras. It's not, it's definitely a crown chakra um, crystal, but it's really good at opening up all of them. Yeah, one of the things I noticed um, when I started dating again after I got divorced is I could not communicate my feelings. Like I, and I, that's how I, and I didn't know much about the whole chakra thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, when I learned about the blue chakra, the, the third chakra, I was like, oh my God, I was like, I was being strangled. I had been suppressing my voice and yeah. like how I felt. And like, even if like, I mean, I started dating and so we had a problem, like, oh, I can't answer the phone. I mean, it was like, yeah, it like took me over. Um, so how do you know if you have a, a blocked crown chakra? A block crown chakra, you're not connected to the divine then. You're not connected to that guidance. You know, it's, it's that real, the intuition, all of that. You won't, you won't be getting, you won't be getting those clear signs, the clear, clear guidance that, that you should be getting. Yeah. I think that's important. And the same thing with the third eye. It's like using, mm. giving the voice to the intuition. Like it's there. Yes. It's always been there. And it's like giving it. So, okay. So, Kyanite and clear quartz, those would be two to definitely have in your, in, at your home anytime you need to let go of negative energy and to connect to the divine. Oh, for sure. There's so many that could go on forever. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm going to keep coming back, but I definitely wanted everybody to at least know that our listeners, that these are, I don't have a kyanite, so I'm definitely going to get one. <gasps> oh my gosh, get one. They're amazing. The best. <laughs> get one They're of those. so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Jess. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to switch over to Janelle with your beautiful red lips, and let's talk about your spiritual journey um, and getting to the root cause. Like, you know, I feel like everybody starts on a path, and it's always different, but um, why is getting to the root cause so important in order to take inspired action? Great question. Um, well, I'll sum try to summar summarize my awakening really quickly, but Basically, since I was young, I always knew there was something more. Um, there, it was just embedded in me. But the outside world did not, you know, mirror that back. So it was really confusing. Turned it off. And then uh, it was like 30s, mid-30s. Things started to not fit in my life. 
um, I would try to go through the motions and it just wasn't working anymore. And then I started dating, fell in love, and that really cracked me open because I was pretty protected. I would focus and people please with other people, but letting them in was hard. So I let this person in and that changed everything. And I was still resisting some of the um, guidance that I was getting to, to change my life. And what happened was I manifested, not manifested, but what really happened was like I had this stomach issue, had to go to uh, doctors, couldn't figure it out. So I healer. And that just gave me permission to fully step into the spiritual path. And it, and it just took off from there. And so I've been on the journey. And as we all know, like when you first kind of awaken, it's very like, oh my God, there's a universe. There's, there's all this like um, angels, guides, and things I knew. And then you're getting these intuitive downloads to take action on something. But what was hard was deciphering when I would get these downloads, the anxiousness that would come with that. Because as we progress forward and take the risks to move forward, the wounds that we haven't healed come up too. So that's where I started digging into, well, why can't I take action? It's like I have this wisdom, but how do I step forward? And that's where the trauma work that I've done, I've done training in trauma work, um, getting to the root cause and understanding like your nervous system and how that works as you get these intuitive downloads. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because <laughs> this is like me being a triple earth sign for those astrology buffs out there. Like I needed like a hundred signs to like, oh, yeah. well, I don't know. That one just seems a little vague, like whatever. And so the universe just started bombarding me with signs, like just like, ridiculous like oh, it was almost like okay I'm done like I believe you like make it stop make it stop make it stop I mean songs coming on like even license plates would be saying some and I'm like what is going the dreams were vivid I was like anytime I like didn't want to believe because earth is like we're grounded we're here on the 3d like we ought to make it practical if it doesn't make sense if science didn't prove it like it can't be true you know and like that was just I, I had to get over that. I felt, I almost feel like it was like one of my big karmic debts or my, one of my soul contracts is just like, you need to believe you need to get past the little voice. that's just like, that can't be real. That's superstitious. That's placebo, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that earth weighing me down. So I appreciate you talking about that because it definitely resonates with me as I I'm seeing a lot of nodding heads here. Um, so so how did, so I think the other thing that the question that people are probably having right now is they, is they want to take a step. They want to be right. like, okay, great. Like I'm, I'm at the Empress Festival. Like I'm meeting all these amazing women and like, I'm ready to do that. But there's a difference. And I, and I feel Gentana could probably talk on this as well. Who is willing to spend a dollar to get that problem solved? You know, exactly. like when I went around the group and I was like, okay, you guys, what do you do and what problem you solve and all this stuff. And, you know, the better question, you know, is what I say to my clients is like, what urgent problem do you solve? Who's going to get out, like go to the kitchen, get their handbag, grab their credit card, come back to their computer and actually buy it. Like, and I feel like, like because money is energy, it's like, if you're not willing to spend a dollar to, to solve your problem or even several thousands of dollars to, to take these, you know, to get these different keys, which I think is the whole point. Like I'm going to accumulate these keys and I'm going to keep opening them. Um, but that takes, um, it takes confidence as 
we talked about with, um, with Tori, um, we talked about with Ilona, you know, having that, you know, belief in your system, it's also got to, you got to let go of the practical logical, but there's still something. And I, I'm just curious of your opinion of this, um, Janelle is like, why won't they do it? And what is it going to take for them to take that, to change the diet, you know, like Julia did? Like, that's a big one, I feel, in general. It's just like, what is it going to take? Are you going to have to be, like, dying on your deathbed? Like, but even then, people don't take it, you know? Right. So what is your two cents on that? Right. No, that's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And that's, and that's why I really help people with making decisions, right? And that's where um, it, it's either two ways, really. It's like, you don't, you ignore, 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 and you become so painful that you're on the floor and you have to. Like you take yourself down to that level where you have no choice, you know, and it, it'll go there. It will. Or what the other choice or the other way that I find um, that can prevent you from going there is to start being curious about it. And by connecting with being here and, and finding those women that have already been through it and you just happen to be sitting next to her in the airplane and you start talking and there's just this energy about her and she tells, Oh, I'm a, spiritual advisor and then your little ears go up and that's the pathway so it's really like curiosity is how you can if you're in that state of um your world doesn't fit anymore and i need to make a change but i'm not sure because nobody else is doing this around me that's what happened with me nobody was modeling this shift that i needed to make and so i thought you know we think we're crazy or we can't do this and all the conditioning from the overculture comes in it makes us really question our worth, um, that intuition, everything has been against us, but you just feel the pull. So until you can either a go to the bottom and you have to find your way up or you start being curious and you, you know, you start finding these communities like this and women that are doing the work. And that's why it's important that all these women are here because we're creating awareness. And so it's not going to be such a oddity anymore. The more women that understand, the more we can say, hey, I get you. I got you. Come over here. Yeah. I think that's exactly what this is. We're creating awareness around these yeah. weird words and this weird world that, you know, people are still like toe dipping here and there. And I, yeah. and I appreciate like, you know, acupuncture is, is a little bit more mainstream now. I mean, when I went to natural medicine school, nobody knew what a health, it's like health practitioner was. Like, they're like, what's that? You know? And so now it's becoming more mainstream you know we've got Gaia you know a TV like app that's specifically for this like that to me was like mind-blowing I'm like wow I think like TV is like rotten food and then I got to Gaia and I'm like oh my gosh like fill it up like I was so excited about that so on that same note I want to call on um uh, Rachel because you know you have this definition of um embracing eccentricity what does that mean <laughs> oh gosh, a lot of things. <laughs> There's like no such thing as normalcy, you know. And I think one of my my biggest um, things from my past to really embrace was my eccentricity. I am an Aquarius Sun, Capricorn Moon. I have tons of air, and I'm just an apple, you know. But yeah. because of having this heavy Earth sign Moon that just kind of squashes and suppresses and says, "But you need to do it this way. You need to do it." and very attached to those identities that society places on us. And, um, you know, for me, I also grew up in a very, very strict religious background. So 
you know, it was, it was spiritism, all of the things that I connected with, you know, from a very young child, I was, you know, I could see and hear, you know, things happening spiritually. I was always very connected to the crystals. I was studying astrology when I was 10 years old, checking books out of the library, and I was told that they were demonic, you know, so it was very tough, um, you know, for me to really grow up. And, and I still always connected with that, but I kept it inward and never let that light shine. And um, so I think as I got older and just navigated this and got in touch with the right mentors that, you know, put this, all of these spiritual practices into practical ways that we could utilize them in everyday life, it made it easier and easier for me to embrace my own gifts and my talents and my eccentricities, you know, that other people found so odd. And then what happened is over time, more and more people were like, we love this about you. We love, oh my God, this is amazing. And then my energy goes up and, you know, suddenly everybody's energy around me goes up because when I start, when I've got friends over and they're not astrologers or I'm talking about the energies that I'm picking up and, you know, collectively, and they're like, this is so cool. And they go home and they feel enlightened and they feel more, you know, connected to their selves, even though they may not be living it the way that I do, it's still, it's, it's lighting other people up. So when you embrace your eccentricity, what your gifts or in your talents or any of that, you're really lighting yourself up, which lights other people up around you. And people want to see the real you. They really want to connect with you. You know, they don't want the other facades or the superficial qualities. They want to see you. Especially because if you put up the facade, you're only going to attract other people that put up yeah. the facade. Like you're just going to have a life of facades. Um, you're going to notice one thing about me. I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch a lot of TED Talks. So when you were yeah. talking, um, this guy, unfortunately, I won't remember his name, uh, but he was talking about, um, you know, oh, his, he's actually a psychologist. His name is Jordan hmm, Peterson, Canadian guy. Anyway, he's fascinating, but you know, he's basically talking about creativity um, and being an individual and the people, those artists and the people that really, um, you know, express themselves, they are the more open type of people. So, and when you're more open, you know, you have more creativity, you have, mm -hmm. you're closer to your divinity where the people that are always practical and logical, you know, they're more science-based or they need proof or they need facts. So, and he's basically saying, you know, the people that are the creatives, right? The people that are very open, they are the visionaries of the world. It is the practical people that will implement what the visionaries are doing. So they might mm -hmm. be able to monetize it and do all those things, but you can't do them both at the same time. So I know that I was living in a, um, you know, a very triple earth sign, and I will talk about astrology in a second here, but um, you know, that was a very practical, like how are you going to expand and be creative and be a visionary and follow your eccentricity and follow your divine path if, you do, if you're closed? You can't, it's yeah. not possible. So, you know, and I forget who was talking about the divine feminine, so please raise your hand um, because it was when I realized that I was walking in my divine masculine pretty much 24 hours a day um, that I realized that, you know, that's when I started getting really sick. You know, like that's when I just, I couldn't heal myself. It wasn't, I, there was no band-aid, like have a drink at night to make it go away or whatever it was. Um, and, and that's been all the difference. So I feel like the more that you get comfortable in, in who you really are, and I think some of the self-awareness signs is like, you know, how do I numb myself every day? And, and why do I need to do that? Like, is there still a part of me that I'm still like trying to put up a facade, you know, even if it's just, 
you know, getting always gussied up all the time, you know, that could be something you're always doing. It could be like constantly doing something. I run into a lot of people who are just like busy bodies all the time. And I'm like, dude, I'm exhausted even hearing about like all the shit you're doing, you know? And I think these, we, we mask it in so many ways. Um, but I feel like, you know, as we go on the spiritual path, like, you know, while we need the divine masculine, we have to get shit done. We have to take inspired action. It's really going to be the feminine, um, in my personal opinion, that's going to navigate and inspire, you know, me to um, want to keep going. You know, I talked about the, the frequency and how do you maintain something long enough and you've got to feel it. You got to you gotta like be okay with like, I'm going to spend today, you know, not on Instagram or not doing something. And I'm going to have my own, get in touch with my own feelings. That's why I think Oracle cards are great for that. Um, anyway, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I just wanted to talk to you guys about that Ted talk because it was really powerful um, for the more open you are, the more creative you become, the more of a visionary you are. And that's how the world changes without the visionaries. There's no change. Yeah, and I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said taking that time off of social media, off of what everybody else is always doing, and really taking time to spend time with yourself, you know, whether it's going for a hike in the woods or, you know, reading, checking out Oracle cards, cards reading books, but it's more about going inward, asking yourself reflective questions. Who am I? Like, what am I? What do I want? You know, and not just now, but two, three years from now, who do I want to be when I wake up out of bed every day, you know, and really tapping into that vision because that's where you're going to learn the most about yourself when you detach from everybody else for a bit. You know, even just 15 minutes can get you a good bit of time there. Totally. You know, and I'm going to call on um, Krisha here in a second because, you know, she talks about twin flame journeys and the, and the partnerships that you have. And those are all a reflection of, you know, what's going on inside of you and who you are. So I'd love to hear from you, uh, Krisha about uh, the twin flame journey and the relationships that we have and any other thing that you want to address as we are talking about this subject. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Okay. okay sorry. Um, so yeah, well, I'm just going to start a little bit by what you were just saying about the creative energy. That's huge. That's what's right now. So as the, so as I mentioned earlier, we always carry the divine feminine and masculine energy in our bodies at all time. Um, it doesn't matter what your physical body looks like. We have both, but one is usually um, more prevalent. Well, with the earth shift in new earth and what Gaia is going through right now, it is so important for us to give in to that creativity and to bring forth our gifts, whatever they are. So it's so important that we do, we go within and listen to that voice, to our intuition and not do what other people are doing and not care what other people are saying and not tone it down because people are going to think we're weirdos. That's the change that we need to see. We, Gaia needs our help and we can help by being who we are. Um, the masculine charge has been prevalent on the earth for thousands of years. I, I, not, don't quote me, I don't know exact, but a long time. And it's, it's shifting. I mean, we see this in the political arena. We see it playing out in the 3D world with the Me Too movement, everything. 
that is just the physical manifestation of energetically the shift that's happening. So it's incredibly important as to support that, that create that creativity. And yes, of course we still need to have, you know, those masculine impulses and we need to make money and we need to be, you know, have that, those, um, I have like no earth in me. So I just want to mention to you, Angel, I'm like air sign. Um, yeah, I think I have one earth placement. It is Virgo, so it's a good one. But so I'm just like always out there. But um, but that's, I need to embrace that. And we all need to just embrace what our gifts are. And so the twin flame journey is actually trying to balance that those energies it's mastering those energies and so if you are on a twin flame or a soulmate journey and you hit you go into your dark night of the soul which we touched on earlier which is when just things come crashing down like you know you might start you know you might lose a job you might lose a relationship you might lose someone close to you it's just sort of like when you're like I can't get a break. Like everything's falling apart. That's when you need to like pay attention. Why are these triggers happening? Um, you know, what, what is being shown to me? How can I work through this? And we do actually do the dance with both energies. Like when you, when I was in my dark night of the soul, I was channeling my masculine energy like crazy, but I didn't know I was doing that. Like I suddenly got into like watching college football and I was never into football. I was never into sports, but it's just, you will start to like channel into that, that more masculine um, energy to work through what you need to work through. And, you know, same for the masculine. He will, you know, channel his feminine energy and, you know, do things that, you know, is just balancing that out. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean we're always aware of it. It's just something that we go through. Um, and the whole point is to heal those parts of us, you know, because Dark Knight of the Soul, I mean, the, you know, <laughs> that's not messing around. Like that is tough. That is so tough. And I mean, if you've gone through it or you're going through it, you know, it's, it's real. Um, it's just things feel very out of your control and that's where you need to honor yourself. You're in your, in find ways to give yourself more self-love, like check in, you know, be, be present, um, spend time in meditation, spend time, go for a walk in the woods, connect with nature, do something that makes you happy. It doesn't matter what it is, but find that happiness inside. Don't look for it outside. Cause I think that's where a lot of people struggle because they're like, Oh, self-care, self-love. Well, maybe I'll just go buy those new shoes that I really wanted. And then that high lasts for, I don't know, you know what, a couple days and then you're like empty again. And so it's finding ways to connect with yourself that are real and that are lasting and that can actually help your spiritual growth um, by yeah. strengthening your connection with the divine. 
You know, so. it's funny when I was going through mine and I'll definitely call on you in just a second, Rochelle. Um, I, I was such a workaholic, so in my masculine that I didn't even know what I liked outside of work. Um, like I didn't right. know what my, my, my hobbies were. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like if I, if I actually gave myself a day off, like what, what would I even do? Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, you know? And so that was a big eye opener. And so I think that's where YouTube has been like a really great best friend to me because I love to learn. I, I am an mm -hmm. avid learner. I, I love to recite the things that I've learned in addition to it and share it. So, um, I think when you go through these, these spiritual, you know, hard times, it's like, find the subjects. And I think it was, um, Rachel who said like, you know, embrace your, your eccentricity. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it seems weird to other people that you're into tarot or that it's devil worshiping, like, or if you want to call yourself a witch and everybody, you know, whatever floats your boat. You know, I always say the weirder, the better, because there's no way that you're the only one who wants to talk about that. Like if you go on YouTube, you can find all kinds of crazy shit on there uh, and a whole little community of people that are commenting on there. And so I just think it's really important for you to explore, you know, and it's kind of perfect because we had a full moon in Sagittarius yesterday, you know, go explore the inner depths of your, you know, landscape. And, um, you know, if you love animals, great. You just got, you just met two animal communicators today. You know, if you're into Oracle decks and tarot, like you don't even have to become a tarot reader. Like I only give readings to myself. Like, I mean, or maybe my friends, but not for money. Um, I, there was the other thing I wanted to touch upon that, um, uh, Julia was talking about is that when you start to feel like you want to be of service, you know, you go through these, um, you know, you know, recognizing, becoming more self-aware that you're in your masculine or, you know, that you're not taking inspired action. Um, like Janelle said, uh, once you come to the point to realize like money's not real and when you actually share your weirdness, you can get paid for it probably without even trying as much, but it's really about the confidence of like knowing yourself. And I think that's why when people are offering like quick fixes, like, oh, I can help you make money. Oh, I can help you heal your body. And like you, they can, but the person still has to be in that alignment. And so that's really the responsibility of the person who's going through the, the, the situation. And it's like, I, I think we've been very programmed to think like, I want the TV on now, or I want, you know, the new car now. I want the health healed now. But the problem with that is like, and I forget, I think it was um, Krisha that was saying, like, once you get the new shoes, the high is so, it doesn't last, you know? And I always, like, I would, you know, could help people make money in their business, but then they'd be running the wrong business. You know, they'd be making money, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they're like, Angel, like, I just, I don't think I want to talk about that anymore. Like, that's not really who I am. It's like, yeah, because you haven't built a business around what you truly lights you up. And the only way that you can build a business around what truly lights you up is if you know what lights you up. Um, there was someone else who had their hand up. I think you might have put your hand down. Oh, thank you. I'm going to unmute you, Rochelle. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to add in, um, I really appreciate you bringing up Jordan Peterson. I love his work. And somebody else that I wanted to mention was Dr. Joe Dispenza. He does such an excellent job at bringing both the metaphysical world and science together so that it makes sense for the everyday person who's not used to this kind of language. 
And what I love about his work is he really teaches you how to utilize your own thoughts and emotions to really heal your body from various different things, even, even emotional healing. And his guided meditation, he does workshops all over the world, and he really teaches people how to rewire those neural pathways in the brain that, you know, we can get so addicted to feeling a certain way all the time that we don't really know how to um, transform those feelings and recreate new feelings to you know, redesign our reality. And he just does such an excellent job at getting people out of that addicted state of feeling and being and really like redesigning their themselves to be a completely new person. One of his books he wrote, it's called Becoming Supernatural. I love that book. Uh, he's got another one. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's something about like becoming, becoming someone new. Um, Anyway, amazing work and just something that I wanted to add into that with, you know, doing meditation, getting into learning how to med meditate and, and what works for you. You know, there's essential oils that can really help you go into deeper meditation as well. Um, and those would be like your crown chakra oils, like uh, frankincense and sandalwood. Those are two of my favorites. And just rubbing them back here on the base of the neck where you have these little dimples because you have major arteries that run right there. And so when you apply essential oils, in that area, it really helps it get up into the brain, activate the brain, Perfect. really dive deeper into those meditations so that you're, you know, really getting into the work of, of, of um, rewiring those neural pathways so that you can really start feeling differently. And, and when your emotions are feeling differently, well, then the health of your body also feels differently. Okay. So if our audience is going to be picking up some frankincense and sandalwood, do they need a carrier oil or are those ones that we can actually put directly on the body? Those, if you're working with a pure essential oil, uh, you can apply those neatly to the skin. However, if you just happen to be a very sensitive person in general, I would always recommend uh, dilution. My favorite carrier oil would be a fractionated coconut oil because it doesn't tend to have a shelf life and it's a, it's a thinner oil, so it, it will blend very easily with your essential oils. And I find that anytime you're making blends, you wanna use a carrier oil that's not gonna go rancid so that when you're using expensive high quality oils, you know, if you put it on the shelf for a month and you go back to use it, it's, it's not gone bad. You wanna be able to continue mm -hmm. that oil for as long as you want. Um, and so, yeah, again, if you, if you are sensitive, I would use a carrier oil. Um, and it's really just a one-to-one -one ratio with a uh, frankincense and sandalwood. Okay, great. So for all of you guys who are still sitting on your hands, not taking inspired action, and you're trying to reprogram your mind, we got frankincense and sandalwood essential oils on the back of the neck, you said, mm -hmm. um, to help. And I love, I loved, I'm a huge fan of Joe's Dispenza. I think he's amazing. And it, it is great for the people that are, are heavily in their divine masculine. It's like you're easing your way into, because it's the language. It's, it's always going to go back to the language. Like, do we speak the same language? And they've been really great about bridging the gap. You know, Jordan um, Peterson, because of the psychology part of it, and then the um, Joe Dispenza with the, with the doctor and you know and metaphysical together so you just got to start where you need to start with I'm always like um, very appreciative of the people um, that are speaking to the masses because you know the masses are kind of harder to get on board you know what I mean like you're kind of like you get you're netting your fish really big and so it's you're also open for a lot of scrutiny like in larger quantities so you know just for the business people out there as well. It's like when you're growing your business, you know, and you're wondering why it's not taking off, I think the first question you can answer is, are you going to be able to handle the scrutiny? 
because those doctors and those, you know, uh, degreed, you know, people out there that are sharing and talking to the masses, they've already gone through that. They, they're already mm-hmm. vibrating so high that any of this bullshit that's happening down here, like they, they're just not aligned to it anymore. So right. I want to kind of, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If I'm, yeah, they become unfuckable with. Yes. <laughs> that's like my Let's all become unfuckable with because yeah. right now, you know, and I meant to say this earlier, what we're all doing here and our listeners today is that we are the pioneers of the age of Aquarius. We are actually building the foundation for the next 2100 years. Now we'll be long gone, whether we reincarnate, whatever. But right now it's like the work that we're doing right now is going to affect, you know, the next centuries ahead of us. So how exciting that is that we could, the weirder we are, like we're going to make it more acceptable to be more of who you are. So it's, you know, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories and people out there, you know, spewing all this, you know, fear and all those things into the ether. But remember, every time you hear something like that, that is just the masses trying to condition us to stay in this three third dimensional um, reality, when in reality, we are much higher frequency beings. And it's really about you getting comfortable with yourself. If you want the world to change, this, I wrote it on my, uh, my Instagram. If you want the world to change, the slow way is to complain about it. You know, okay, like stop complaining and be part of the solution. But the only way that you can be part of the solution is if you become more open, right? That more creative, that more feminine, right? Uh, Be more confident in who you are, being okay with showing people who you really are. Even if that means you lose friends and family, if you get divorced, whatever it's going to take, because right now we are the pioneers and it's like, if the landscape is really clean. The other part of that piece is because we transitioned out of the age of Pisces in 2012 when everybody thought the world was coming to an end. Well, the world kind of was coming to an end, but not in the way that they thought, but really we we're coming to an end of an era, which was the age of Pisces, where it was really indicative of, of playing follow the leader. And Aquarius is, they don't, they don't do that. Aquariuses are the leaders. They are the visionaries. So we are looking right now if you want to go and, and own your role, you know, in this foundation of being the pioneer, um, the, the ground is ready to be built, you know, like things are changing so quickly. And if you want to be part of the change, stop complaining and just spread love. Like what was it Mona Lisa said? Like, um, you know, I'm not going to be like anti-war. I'm going to be for peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the bitching and complaining isn't going to get us anywhere. Um, it's really about us coming to terms with who we really are. And that's a beautiful, beautiful place to be, to, to really know that you are one of a kind, you know, you have, I say this all the time, like nobody's going to, if you're looking for your life path, you're looking in the wrong place. You don't need to look, you look in, you know, it's not like get a business coach and she'll tell you what to do. That's not going to solve the problem. You know, the problem is really how much time are you going to give yourself to, to meditate or to, I don't know, like find your hobbies and things like that. There's, there's people out there that are that thinking that it's something tangible, which is so 3d. It's not tangible. Um, It's energy. It's energetically. Are you going to become an energetic match to your soul contract to your higher calling. Okay. I'm done with my spiel. Okay. What we're going to do next, we're going to do something fun. 
because we're, we're, I can't believe it's already been two hours, you guys. Can you believe it? It's almost been two hours. So we're going to do spiritual jeopardy. Um, it's kind of like, I just kind of made it up the last Empress Festival. I think it's super fun, but we're going to kind of hit some questions real quick. And I'm just going to like call on each of you guys and just like try to get as much wisdom out. So if you've got your notebook, you're listening to the replay, whatever, we're just going to get some, some wisdom real quick here for the next 10 minutes. Are you guys ready? Do you need a sip of water? What do you need? Okay. Let's go ahead and, um, okay. Krishna, what is one book that you would recommend for anybody on their spiritual path that has made the biggest difference in your life? Oh my gosh. There's so many books. Well, I mean, I guess I'll start with the book that I first read when I was about 19 that I recently reread and it's still so huge. The Alchemist. I mean, ah, I love that book. Super easy read, but so true. So start with that. Awesome. The Alchemist, P Paolo Coelho, I believe is yes. the author. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So let me go back to my little grid here. Let's do Gentana. Um, okay. If you could give one piece of advice around the concept of money, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Around the concept of money is that, well, as you know, money is energy. And when we think about time and money, time is an investment. Money, with it being energy, that will always come back to you. You spoke about earlier that people are afraid to invest in themselves because they're afraid that that money is never going to come back to them again. They are, they're afraid that they're going to die. But money always comes back. Time never comes back to you again. So if you are in, afraid of investing in your life and you say, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, that time will never come back to you. So when you start to think about money in that way as it being energy, an energy that always comes back to you, no matter what, unless you do something to block it, then it makes it easier to make decisions on where you want to invest your money at. And also money is money and love. They're pretty much the same thing. Money, mm -hmm. love, sexuality. It's all energy. The more that you love yourself and the more that you open up your heart to what's at, to what's out there, whether it be a dog, whether it be a mate or friends, the more that money starts to come to you. I know because I've experienced that myself. I always say, you know, if you know how to lose weight, you know how to make money. If you know how to fall in love, you know how to make money. If you know how to tie your shoe, you know how to make money because it's just a process. You know, it's an energy. It's a skill that, you know, it's more about the information and the more of the experiences that you accumulate, you know, what, what's this? I forget, I don't won't quote this exactly right, but there was a saying like, if you want to make money, be more of service. Be, be a more valuable to somebody. When you're a positive, radiating person, you're more valuable. So people will spend more money with you or you know, on your services because you're providing value. So if you want to be, if you want to make more money, be more valuable. Be more of service to other people. Thank you for that. That was really profound. I really appreciate that. Thank so you. I'm going to go over to um, Caitlin. What is one tool that has transformed your life? 
Well, as we've been talking about kind of all the different, um, you know, meditation and anxiety and bridging kind of the uh, mental health and the spiritual world, um, I was thinking about one and it's box breathing. It's um, if you use, you go, so you hold your breath for three seconds, you breathe in for three seconds, you hold it for three seconds and you breathe out for three seconds. And you do this until you get to eight. Um, and that's the goal to get to eight seconds on like each side. And why this is so powerful is it occupies the conscious mind because you're counting, but it allows you to go deep into the subconscious mind to process. That's how it gets us back to the feminine energy, which I love that we we're talking about that because it gets us out of this masculine action where we're go, go, going, and it gets us back into that feminine energy where we're able to process and really reevaluate our feelings. And it really changed my life because it actually decreases the, um, the stress hormone release. So it doesn't allow your body, it rewires your body and the neural pathways to tell yourself to release less cortisol. So it actually is a physical body release, retraining your body also occupies the conscious mind and allows you to get into the subconscious. So it's kind of a whole all encompassing, um, beautiful little exercise. And if you use it every day, it really helps you peel back kind of those layers that we are kind of like an onion. It's a cliche, but it's so true, you know, cause we're only given what we can actually process at that time. So, um, box breathing by far. Is, I've never heard of that. Thank you. It's, it's a super like traditional kind of mental health, um, talk therapy technique, but when you use it and you're able to go deeper and for those people that are not like wanting to sit, like you said, in meditation, like cross-legged, it's a beautiful place to start. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay. I'm going to you, Ilona. Okay. What tarot or oracle card does everybody need to learn about so that they can become more spiritually aligned? Oh my gosh. That's so hard for me because I've literally tried them all. Um, one that I'm like really connecting to right now is one that I have next to me. It's the Divine Feminine Oracle. Speaking of Divine Feminine, y'all, uh, by Meg Watterson. And it's just so full of like the history of all these important Divine Feminine archetypes. I also have um, a, a deck that I like I'm obsessed with. It's called the Color Mage Color Oracle, and it's just based on the chakras. So you're going to get nothing but color, a little message, and a little like thing to kind of ground you with, and it's all connecting you to your chakras. What um, was that called again? Uh, it's the Color, the Color Mage Color Oracle. Oracle. Awesome. Uh, That's great, because we were talking about uh, chakras today and like getting all those open. Um, so perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then let's go over to Tori. Let's give you the same book question. What is one Ooh. book um, that you, that's totally transformed your life? The yeah. Untethered Soul by oh, far. I haven't read that. Okay. So I, two books, The Inner Matrix I read when I was pregnant and it was the best book I ever read when I was pregnant because it really helps you understand how the way that the mother responds to life affects the child's first inner matrix when they're in womb. Something that really like resonated with me is that when you're pregnant, if you watch a scary movie, that child doesn't understand that that, that trauma and that fear isn't actually happening. Mm. So it really just gave me this perspective of how important it is to be completely conscious and present and intentional in the way that you're responding to life when you have another life within, it, within yourself. And then 
a couple months later after she was already born, I read The Untethered Soul. And two minutes after I put that book down was the first time I was contacted by other beings and received my first, like, my first messages. So that was really, really important and changed my life forever. I, well, okay, I, what was the first book again and who was it by? Um, the Inner Matrix. And I cannot remember any of these authors. Okay. I, I got them down. I have them. I could send you pictures. <laughs> um, and then The Untethered Soul, that one, like it, it literally, it, I thought I was going to be abducted that night. It was the craziest experience of my life. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so Julia, what is one sacred ritual that you do that always produces a positive result? Meditation. <laughs> Taking out the time to meditate at night, and if possible, at the same time every night, just keeps me grounded, brings me back, helps me have more peace, get quiet, get back into me, and just be ready for the next day, but definitely meditation. I want to expand on that because Tori was just kind of talking about it. Like, for, so when you're a child or even in the womb up until six, you're, you're, you're uh, experiencing life through a theta wavelength, you know, you're downloading all this information. So, you know, we're actually being programmed if you really want to think about it. So we'll take those zero to six years of life experience from our parents and our environment. And those are the things that we've been trying to work through as we become more conscious individuals and meditation, especially because you mentioned doing it at night, you know, when you, we reach a theta wave state just before we start to doze off. So it is during those times that, you know, you can start to reprogram your own mind. So even if you have trauma from childhood or, you know, even in your twenties or thirties or whatever, but those are the times when you can truly start to have that healing. So I love the, the idea of doing it at night, um, you know, as we're slowly winding down the evening. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. This is great. Okay, we're almost at time, but I want to make sure I call in a few more people. So if you guys don't mind, we're just going to maybe go about five minutes over. Okay, so um, let's do, let's do Jess. Let me make sure that you are unmuted. Um, okay, you're unmuted. Oh, what is your question? My question for you is um, how has sound healing, because we didn't even talk about that. How is sound healing, um, or how can people use sound to heal their bodies? Oh my gosh, sound is amazing. The frequency that the instruments produce, like, alters your, your frequency in your body. It's amazing. So, can, what kind, like, is, are you, I know you do sound healing, because I see two things. I, if you want to show us, like, the sound healing bowls, and then what are the white ones called again? They're the crystal bowls. Crystal bowls. And so... If, if somebody purchased one of those, is there like instructions or how can they use like the singing bowls and the sound healing bowls to help them? Like walk um, us through like what that looks like. Yeah, hang on. Where's my hand? You literally just dong it <laughs> and go round. There's, there's so, the crystal bowls are amazing. They're probably the easiest to use. That a pet, Tibetan ones can be a bit, a bit hard to get going. But um, you just literally play them and let that frequency resonate through your so body like and right or wrong way so it's mm. literally like playing yeah well i play them on the outside i also play them on the inside you can put water in them to alter the notes and they're they're so versatile they're amazing 
And what does it do to the body? Because I know it changes the frequency, but you know, if you really think about the body, the body is a hologram to the universe. So like you are a walking universe, you know? So sound has, is able to what vibrate the cells and you know, get it, release toxins release toxins it can once again like you know clear the energy blockages open up the chakras it's they they can they can assist everywhere awesome thank you and i've got a tori wanted to chime in here yeah so i had a girlfriend she was probably the least conscious person i know sweetheart <laughs> i'm not saying that like to be mean but she really was and she went to go have this massage and the lady did a deep tissue massage and egg therapy where she took all the negative energy that she had released during their conversation during the massage. And then she, she did not tell her she was going to do this, but she gave her gong therapy and it raised her consciousness 10 levels instantaneously. The girl didn't know how she got from the massage table to my front door in tears. And she was just like losing her shit because she was like, how was I so stupid? I don't know how I've been functioning in this world. And literally the girl raised her consciousness with the, like the gong of a, of a bowl or whatever she used and literally sent this girl into a different dimension. And it was, I mean, I was like, where's this girl's number? I want to go see her, but wow. <laughs> it was proof. It was like, like I had, I'd always heard about it, but she was literally sitting on my doorstep crying. She's like, I don't know how I got here, but I just knew that this is the person I needed to come see once this happened. So oh, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to switch over to Rachel. All right, so how does karma from this life and previous lives prevent people from releasing patterns? Oh, yeah, I love this one. <laughs> yeah, so karma, well, we think about karma as this really negative aspect that we carry through and it's like clear your karma clear your karma we hear it all the time and oh that must be karma what comes around goes around is karma and i have a very different philosophy on it i think it's our teacher i think it's our greatest teacher and when we are we can work with our mind and our thought processes and that will shift much quicker but our body takes longer so you have to clear the the wounds from the past whether it's from this lifetime or previous lifetimes, it can be generational, like ancestral wounds handed down through generations. They are stored in the body for a really long time, and that takes longer to clear. So a lot of times where, when we're feeling triggered, we're actually operating from a wound of the past, not actually a wound of the present moment. Um, and so it's like standing back and people, a couple of the girls talked about standing back and really observing. It's just saying like, okay, I honor you, but you know what, this really isn't what's happening now. This is, this is an old wound of the past. So when you go in and you start to recognize that and have energy healing or crystal therapies and working with all of them, become really conscious of how those dynamics are playing out in your current reality, you can eventually shift them out. And then you're, you're not operating from that wounded space anymore and you're shifting that energy and evolve, transforming essentially. I'm glad you, I know we didn't, there's so many things that we could have talked about today. <laughs> yeah. Karma is a big one. You know, I yeah, think we, this yeah. whole like, you know, 3D concept of it, of just like, you better not do that or something bad's going to happen. And yeah. it's like, you know, it, we're, we're energy. So if we know when we're doing something wrong, like I was being a little gremlin during my travel things and I'm probably like going to like, you know, I'm probably going to like manifest, like not being able to s s sit next to my boyfriend at the plane, but I ended up getting to, but then I dropped my lunch. 
you know, and I was just like, see, like my bad attitude, like I knew it was going to show up somewhere. So it almost became like funny. And I just feel like this, this concept of law of cause and effect, you know, we didn't talk about Akashic records today, but everything gets stored there. So if you think you're going to get away with the white lie in some regard, like it is going to be stored. And at the end of the day, it's going to be you judging yourself. And that's probably going to be the biggest punishment. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I want to call on Kendra. Hmm, what do I want to, oh, I'm trying to unmute you. Okay, so Kendra, let's go ahead and get into you. So, hmm, what do I want to ask you? I want to know about your favorite energy clearing practices. Such a, a hard, such a hard thing to answer because I really feel like it determines on where you are. So, all right, for instance, like if you're out in public and all of a sudden you're just like having a bad moment or you feel really out of balance or you need to clear your channel, I sometimes go in my car and scream. I don't care if you're walking by, like I'll just scream and let it out. You're transmuting it to like, I'm laughing. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Or if I'm at home, it could be like, light all my candles, make like an essential blend and then get out my bowls and then just play my drum for a little while. You know, it just really depends. Or if it's in the first thing in the morning, I'll do yoga and do like Kundalini Kriyas. And then all of a sudden you get the tingles and you feel really good and you're empowered for the day. So it just depends on like where I am and what's going on and what I feel like is right for me. Mm, okay. I know. One of the things I just learned from my neighbor, of course I have a neighbor that is into all this shit too, which is so awesome. But she taught me how to do my first crystal grid, which I was like, this is so cool. How did I, I have all these crystals, but I've never made a crystal grid. So I thought that was really cool. Um, awesome. So yoga, um, you got, um, the, your drum, what kind of drum do you use? I've got two different Buffalo drums, one really big for the heartbeat, which I start with brainwave entrainment at the beginning of a session. And then I use a smaller one when we journey like the underworld and then it's a little bit faster. Um, and it's funny because I was always excited to use like the crystal singing bowls and people would say, oh my God, I'm so excited about the drumming. And I'm like, but why do you like the bowls as much? Like, but I really love the drumming. And I'm like, but, I, but the bowls, you know, so. Yeah. So I guess we got to find out, like I have some singing bowls. I don't have a drum, but I don't know. Like I just need to like, maybe one day I'm going to be like drum. And the next day I'll be like, I just depends. Or maybe it's just a combination of both. Like then I'll be like, you know, drummer in a rock band. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I feel like when you get stressed out, you just start with the drum and it just immediately relaxes you and puts you back in your body and your breath versus being in your head. Ah, brilliant. Awesome. Okay. I know Rochelle, you had a book that you wanted to recommend to us. What is this book that we all need to buy? Oh, uh, well, depends on, you know, okay. Essential oils. The essential oil one, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so the one I recommended earlier was Becoming Supernatural, but uh, if you wanna get into like the metaphysical uh, world of essential oils and how they work with your emotions, I would recommend um, the uh, Emotions and Essential Oils book, the seventh edition. It's so amazing. And when you really start playing with it and building your relationship with essential oils and, you know, really understanding your emotional body, it's amazing to witness how it works in 3D when you start using essential oils for like different emotional needs and boundaries and things like that. And so uh, that's the book that I recommend. Okay. To say it one more time. Uh, emotions and essential oils seventh edition okay awesome I definitely will be picking up that I mean I, I know we didn't get to talk too much about essential oils this is a huge subject um, there's obviously so many different scents um, is there one like particular or maybe two essential oils that everybody needs to have in their arsenal I know you talked about frankincense and sandalwood for helping to reprogram the subconscious but is there two that we all should have like go to they pretty much help with almost everything. 
Okay. Yeah. So a frankincense definitely is one of those oils that you can use for everything. If you're ever unsure and you don't really know, you can use frankincense for everything. You can apply it on your skin topically. You can use it aromatically and you can also take it internally. A pure frankincense that is. Okay. Um, the other essential oil that is in that same category of being able to use it for everything would be lavender. And that's one of the most widely used uh, essential oils in the world. And so, uh, yeah, lavender and, and frankincense, I think are two essential oils that should be in everyone's arsenal. Okay, perfect. I love me some lavender. I have it in my aromatherapy diffuser and I use it in baths. So love me some lavender. Thanks so much. All right, you guys, I think I got one more question for Ms. Janelle. Are you still here, my love? Okay, so let's make this a juicy one. Hmm. What do we need? What do we need? What is your piece of advice for people that are struggling with confidence? Confidence? Well, yeah. I mean, who hasn't struggled with confidence, really? So that's pretty much everybody. But like the way that I've honestly really come back to my true, like rooted, anchored confidence in truth is, is following my menstrual cycle, mm. believe it or not, because that is a container for you to connect with every day and become rooted, like rooted in your own truth. And when you do that long enough, the womb consciousness wakes up and it's like, that takes over and it really directs you in this uh, just an arrow, arrow and you stay true to yourself. So that's for women, obviously, but that, that's, that's been the, the best contribution for me to stay anchored, be in my own energy. And that creates that confidence and that originality comes out just naturally. Kind of no BS too, a little bit of no BS. Love it. Oh my gosh, you guys, we clearly, if we were all in a room, we'd be like, blah, 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 blah. we'd be having a frigging blast. This has been so amazing. I want to just personally thank each and every one of our guests and panelists today uh, for sharing their wisdom, for rolling with the punches. You know, we had, you know, I think 10 people here today. Um, I know our listeners are going to get so much out of this. Um, I want to mention again, if you guys are not in the Empress Festival Facebook group. Uh, most, uh, hopefully all the panelists are in there now, but you can ask questions in there. I'll be posting the replay for this. Feel free to have the thread if you guys want to have interactions there. I do want to mention that um, all of the panelists are all um, part of the Holistic Fashionista Soul family. They write for Holistic Fashionista Magazine. So if you are on a spiritual journey, this is a great resource with all different kinds of perspectives, different spiritual tools that you can use. Um, you can get this on our website. I'm going to give you a coupon code, Empress Festival 20, that will get you 20% off of, um, and it's going to be all caps. So Empress Festival 20, if you'd like to purchase any of the magazines, I put all of them on sale um, with the 20% off coupon code to get to know them better, um, to learn some more of their sacred tools and to connect with them. So if you haven't checked out the magazine, that would probably be a great next step. We also do collaborative coffee table books that are all about spiritual living. So definitely check our website uh, for books like um, we have one on ceremonies. This is the uh, book of uh, rituals. So if you're learning to like create new habits and, and new neural pathways, I think we have like 49 chapters of there of just other things that you can implement into your life. Um, there's other books I can talk about, but we're way over time. So I want to personally thank everybody so, so much. Um, this has been such a high vibrational. I needed it. I've just got done from traveling. It's been hectic. 
you guys are great. I so appreciate your energy and I look forward to, to more collaborations in the future. Thank you to our audience. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to unmute everybody so that we can just have a big hoo-ha like, <laughs> Awesome, you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch up with you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Bye. Welcome back, Angel. <laughs>